You're listening to the Loop Page Podcast, and in this week's episode, I catch up with Toby Scovron. He's one of the founders for Creative Cooch, which is an amazing co-working space. If you've been following me on Insta over the past month or so, you would have noticed that um, I have been working from this really cool-looking space. Um, that's Creative Cubes. Now, this episode is not a plug for Creative Cubes. It is all about inspiring you to change your working environment. You know, I joined Cubes about a month ago. And in such a short amount of time, I've noticed a big shift with myself. I've experienced like major growth and um, it's all because I've changed my working environment. Now, you know, you're probably trying to build your business from home right now. And there's pros and cons to that. The pros is that when you work from home where well, your expenses are low, um, the cons for working from home is it's usually not the environment that as business owners and especially early stage startup business owners, it's not the environment that you need in order to be the version that you need to be to get results. Now, you might have a coach and if you do, good stuff. You might be in a program full of other like-minded people just like I am and I have, right? But there's nothing like being face-to-face in person with like-minded people trying to build their dreams and vision there's nothing like the energy that that creates and you never get that when you're online so i wanted to get um, uh, toby on today to speak to him about what he's created at creative cubes and um, yeah this is all about a uh, inspiration for you to go okay sweet i've been building my business from home how else can i access something that's going to allow me to grow Um, and that's working environment so here we go Welcome to the Loop Page Podcast. I am here to inspire people to live a life that they love. It's why I do what I do. Join me on the pursuit of my life's vision and my own business success through meeting amazing business owners, entrepreneurs, and forward-thinking people that are here to make impact and change the world. Toby, mate, what's up? Hey Luke, how are you? So it's cracking, man. How you going? <laughs> Good, mate. Yeah. What uh, what office are you at today? I'm in South Melbourne today. Yeah, nice. So you're you're, uh, you're based at Carlson, though, aren't you? Um, so support offices moved from South Melbourne to Carlton. Yeah. Um, I I am I'm all over the place. Yeah. It's it's hard it's hard to qualify exactly where I'm at. <laughs> My office was here. It got sold. Yeah. And so I'm now sort of literally couch surfing for office space <laughs> yeah. when I can't get to Carlton because it's literally on the other side of town for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Nice, man. Mate, thanks for coming on. Yeah, I just like I wanted to get you on just because of, um, uh, you know, the last month for me personally has been like a really great month growth-wise and like it all yep. started from the pitch night, right? Um, and yep. just since I've just since I've started going to uh, cubes, so I'm just like wanting to kind of inspire people to get out of working from home so much, yeah. Because I've been doing it for years, and I've just noticed the difference in like since I've I've jumped out and you know going back to the old school face to face connection with real people, um, as opposed to doing everything online. Man, I'm just noticing the difference in energy, um, being around the right people, everything like that. So you know, I just thought you'd be the perfect person to speak to, considering you know yeah. you're one of the founders of Cubes. Um, yep. So I just kind of want to like maybe talk to you about for starters, you know, if you can explain exactly what Creative Cubes is and just like the backstory and how you all started and everything like that. 
Yep, absolutely. So um, <clears throat> for what it's worth, um, Creative Cubes was created on my kitchen table. Uh, Sade, myself, Simone and Lyndon, who are all still with the company today. Um, basically, I came back from the US. I lived there for just under 10 years, just under a decade. Um, and I came alive as an entrepreneur um, when I was in a co-working space. I actually rented the old Google headquarters in Santa Monica. Google moved out of uh, Santa Monica to Venice. Mm. And uh, this guy took over and turned it into a co-working space in 2008. Um, and out of need for my wife um, and out of need for me and out of need for the venture, I moved out of my spare bedroom, which was my North American headquarters, into this co-working space. And man, I came alive. I came alive. I, I, I immersed myself into a community of like-minded professionals that were hustling their way to the top. One of those guys was Travis Kalanick, who founded a company, a small little company called Uber. Um, he started there in a co-working space there. Another guy called Evan Spiegel, who started this other small little company called Snapchat. And like these people were just the guys that you would just kind of hang with and spend time with and be around and be around their people uh, and be around sort of like their mission and vision, which lifted me up as an entrepreneur and inspired me to go after what I was going after in a bigger way. And that inspiration, while I've got a beautiful wife and kids now, but I had a beautiful wife and great family around me when I was first starting out. Um, <clears throat> they didn't really understand the trials and tribulations of entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they understood, oh, we have a business and we make a little bit of money and we do this and that. But they didn't understand the pitfalls. They didn't understand the loneliness. They didn't understand a lot of the stuff around business, profit and loss, inventory, supply chain management. It was like foreign stuff, right? And so, uh, immersing myself into that co-working space was not only exhilarating, but it was relatable. And so I successfully exited two ventures in the United States over that 10-year period. Um, and I pay a lot of the success that I had to, to, it, towards the community and the environment and the people that I surrounded myself with. So as an entrepreneur... Uh, and Luke, I think you're a dad, aren't you? Yeah, man. Uh, three months. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, I remember the story. So, yeah. as a as a father, or maybe it's just as a as a as a son of parents. Yeah, yeah. my parents used to say to me, "Toby, we're going to go do this, or we're going to go on that, and we're going to try this." We're gonna... And my parents were the justification for it was our parents couldn't afford to do this for us. Yeah, and so. Yeah. <clears throat> I take my, uh, and I do that for my kids. I try and do stuff for my kids that was not there for me when, you know, when I was growing up, my parents couldn't do for me. And, 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 and my example of that is my dad passed when I was 16. Uh, so I didn't have a father, let alone a present father uh, in my life. And so I'm a very hands-on father because I'm trying to give my kids what I didn't have. Yeah. And then if I take my dad hat off and I put my entrepreneur hat on, after exiting my business and paying a lot of the success that I had towards the people that I surrounded myself with, when I moved back to Australia in 2017, I wanted to create what was not there for me when I was early on in my venture. 
and and then use the experience that I had in in this uh, office space in Santa Monica, California, as an inspiration for what I wanted to create and serve my fellow fellow Victorians at the moment, but Australian people or really anyone that has a great idea that <clears throat> wants to take themselves and their venture to the next level. And that's what Creative Cubes is today. Yeah, nice, man. So like when you were, when you moved into the workspace, the co-working space in Santa Monica, you said, yep. um, was it the, so the thing that you were saying that why you went there, like, was it because it was just tough at home? No, it wasn't tough at home. I have a beautiful wife. We've been together almost 20 years. Mm. Uh, we were newly married in 2007. So 2008, we're still in the honeymoon phase, Yeah, but really, and I think Luke, your story resonated with me at pitch night, uh, which is in part why we awarded you um, on the night as a winner. <clears throat> It's really important to compartmentalize life, yeah? And while your home and your family, for me, are amazing, so are my running shoes. But I can't wear my running shoes <laughs> to, to the beach, yeah? Or I can't yeah. swim in my sneakers. Like, it's mm. a misfit. It's a misfit yeah. for the activity. And so I take that very similarly for my wife and now my two kids, seven and ten years old. Um, like, I love them and I love spending time with them. But, like, I need to come into the office and go and execute my vision without the dad, mom, or, hey, babe, can we go do this? Or, honey, can we go do that? Like, like I've got time for that, a lot of time for that. Mm. But, but equally, I'm, I've got to have time for my vision because as much as I love them and they are the most important thing, they're not the only thing in my world, right? And mm. so it works well for them <clears throat> when I go to the office, go execute, come home, and I don't want to talk about work anymore. I just want to focus on being a dad or a husband or a pet owner. Um, and equally, you know, it works for them in the reverse. When I've got shit to do, I, I can't have them coming into my space because it's a distraction and I, I want to be present and I want to give them the love and attention, but I'm focused. And so them being seven and 10 is hard to respect it mm. um, or really understand it. So, yeah, I moved out of the co-working, out of my apartment, my third bedroom, North American headquarters to really compartmentalize presence, which I think is really, really important, but equally while I wanted to be present and it was only my wife and the dogs at that, at that time in, in place. But, you know, I, my wife is like, Hey, if you're going to be home, I want you to be home. Yeah. I don't want you to be half foot in the spare bedroom typing an email mm. um, or ducking to the toilet and being on what was my Blackberry at the time and showing my age. Um, <laughs> I had a Blackberry so, back in the day. Yeah. And so like it works for them when I come to work. Yeah. So yeah. that when I come home, I'm 100% focused and my work works for me when they're not in the room as well. And so um, I think that that's really important. One of the things that's such a simple, but it's such a stupid, but such a simple and powerful thing is actually locking the office door when I leave to go home at night and equally unlocking it when I, when I get here in the morning, right? Mm -hmm. Because that locking is you're staying here, Yeah. All yep. that shit in that room is staying here and I'm going home. 
mm-hmm. going to go hang with friends. I'm going to go do stuff that's not work related. Mm-hmm. Um, and so <clears throat> the second, the second solve, solver of what we do is loneliness. So while you are a new father um, yep. and, and a husband or a partner to, to your significant other, mm-hmm. um, you know, they love you and care about you, want the best for you, but they don't really, at least in my experience, don't really understand the the work stuff that you need to do in order to put a roof over your head, pay rent, pay mortgage, whatever you've got to do, right? So yeah, um, sometimes sometimes you're lonely on that journey if you don't have a big team or you're a consultant um, and it's sort of you're one of one in the organization or you're mm-hmm. one of 10, but the rest of the org is in different states or overseas or maybe you don't have any other people and you're employing people to do stuff where you've got a consultant to help you with your accounting and your legal and your finance and your social media and this and that, but like they're not really on the journey with you. Mm. And so here at Creative Cubes, you've got hundreds, if not thousands of people kind yeah. of doing their own thing in the same space. And it's just great to rub shoulders with like-minded people. Yeah. I think like for me, it's like, um, you know, I'm dealing with people every single day. So it's like, there's no, it's not like a, it's, there's no human contact with me, but even though there's that much human contact through clients, through prospective clients, through your audience, through me being in programs. Yeah. And I'm surrounded by, you know, coaches and business owners, even with all of that, man, still feel lonely. I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the biggest things. Um, and what I personally tend to do is, I tend to, I'm like, I need, if I don't, if I'm not productive, I feel shit. Like yep. I'm, I'm just like, my driver is being productive. And I feel that if I keep to myself, I'm being productive and then I feel good because I'm, you know, making progress. But then say, if I'm kind of getting out there and networking, yeah, I feel like I'm slowing down my productivity. So it's almost like for the last number of years when I've been building my business from home, I, keep to myself so much it's almost like i any any possible chance i get i'm like i'm keeping to myself i'm keeping to myself so totally one, get one of the biggest things when i went to go okay i'm going to work from a co-working space and um i uh, i worked from we work years ago from a company that I, I worked with so i had an idea what a co-working space was about and all that yeah. um one of my mates worked at cubes and recommended you guys so that's why i tried you out um thank you but yeah, one of the biggest things why I went there was because I'm like, you know what? I'm just like so sick of this online stuff and where the world's gone to. Online's great, right? And look, I, you know, it's gone from me five years ago. I only coach people in Australia. Now it's like majority of my audience is in the US and actually overseas and not in Australia. That's an amazing thing. Absolutely is. The downside of it is, is guess what? We're just getting further and further and further and further away of this real thing, which is human connection, right? So you make a great point there, which is we've never been more connected mm. in this world, yet at the same time, we've never been more disconnected. <laughs> oh, yeah, powerful man. stuff, really powerful. I just want to quickly jump in and talk about a program of ours called The Leading Coach, which helps coaches grow a six-figure-a-year business organically. Now, if you're a coach and you're currently making on average between zero and $5,000 a month, and you want to learn how to get more clients and take your business to the next level, and you've been following us for a little bit and you just love our style and our approach and what we're all about, 
then right now you can join the waiting list to the leading coach. Now, we only open up enrollments to TLC a few times a year. So um, by joining the waiting list, basically you'll be put on a notification list and be notified of when we open the doors next. And you'll also be one of the first that gets access to the leading coach program page, which includes all the details about what's in it, what it includes, and all the information so you can make a decision um, about whether the program is exactly what you need or not. Uh, so the link to join the waiting list is lukepage.com.au forward slash TLC. I'll also pop that link in the show notes as well. So anyway, let's get back to the episode. Um, so what's like, where do you see uh, Cubes in five years time, five, 10 years time? Like where, what's your plans and where you want to take it? Yeah, so uh, as it stands today, we've got five locations. All five happen to be in Victoria. And strategically, they're all in Victoria. Um, I'd like to think that in 2023, which is next year, but I don't know if this is evergreen content. Um, if someone's watching this in 2027 and going, wow, these guys used to use this product called Zoom. Um, <laughs> now we've just got a piece of glass that we put in our eye. I don't know, making stuff up. Uh, in 2023, we're going to start to jump the border. Um, and go into New South Wales. We've got a couple of properties that we're looking at there mm. that we think we can get deals done. Um, and in terms of like the big, hairy, audacious goal, you know, we don't want to grow for the sake of growth. Like we don't want to be we were. We're not interested in being the biggest. Mm. We're, hyper, we're hyper-focused on having positive impact on community and mm. positive impact on people. And so long as we can continue to do that at scale, yet not dilute the, um, the, the experience and the community that we're building, then we'll, we'll scale um, you know, dozens of locations across the country. Um, but if that, for whatever reason, breaks, and I'll give you a great example. I'm here in South Melbourne, um, and we have 4,000 square metres, 700 members. There is a, a full floor below us that we could expand into. Mm-hmm. we don't want to do it and <clears throat> we don't want to do it because we're not scared of the demand we know we can fill the space mm. um, but community is our north star and if we start to have too many people in here the, the special source that we've really created kind of becomes diluted and i would rather take the extra four thousand square meters downstairs and sort of if it was possible sort of take that and dump it into another neighborhood where we could have another version of this than to have too much uh, real estate in one location that we actually really like miss the, the reason why we exist and we exist to enable success. We exist yeah. to create a sense of belonging and we exist to lean in on all the good, the bad and the ugly and try and help people become better yeah. um, and their businesses become better. And so um, I hope I answered your question. We, expansions, absolutely. We see ourselves in multiple verticals. So you've, you know Creative Cubes today is co-working, media rooms, event space, office space. Office space is probably our biggest category. But we actually see ourselves doing other verticals as well. I don't want to disclose what they are at the moment. Um, but other verticals as well that could be really, really equally powerful to what we're doing in the office world. I mean, I totally get with the, um, when you're talking about like your vision and where you want to take this thing and you said that, Hey, it's not about being the biggest. We're not interested in that because like our mission 
is to build the greatest program for coaches in the world. And it's like, well, what does the greatest mean? And if you ask different people, you're going to get different meanings. Some people's going to say, well, the greatest is the biggest, right? But with us personally, it's not about being the biggest. We actually don't want that. And it's like exactly what you said there. It's, it's like for us, it's like creating an experience for someone that they'll never get anywhere else. And yeah, you know, people join a business program for, to get results, right? But there's also more than that, I believe, in an absolutely amazing program. With you right, in a co-working space and say a working environment, you talked about the kind of the secret special sauce. What is it that makes up an amazing co-working space, you know, and creates an environment where, you know, a business owner can come in and, you know, ultimately, what are we, what are we doing? We want to get results ultimately. Yeah. Yep. Yep. What is it that makes up a great space? And what is it about you guys that is different to the rest? Great question. <clears throat> and really hard, a really hard answer because the words that come out of my mouth really don't cut, cut it and touch sides on, what you feel and what you experience when you walk in the doors. Um, what I think makes us the best is a lot of people see us in the real estate business. Oh, a co-working space. Just put some walls together, throw some desks in a room and charge people pizza by the slice. Yeah, I don't want a $15 pie. I just want two slices of pizza. Cool. It's five bucks. Yeah, six bucks, whatever the number is. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people see us in like an arbitrage of real estate. Um, I actually see us more of a hotelier like we're a hotel for office space, but actually beyond all of that physical aspect, um, we're actually in the people business. So much like you, um, despite the fact that our formats are different and our product that we offer the market is very different, um, we're in the people business. And the happiness team, which is our on-site concierge, are intuitively in sync with all of our members, delivering mind-blowing experience um, across all of our properties and what keeps them accountable is not me saying this is the KPI, but there is no boss in our organization. The boss is our customer and they have the ability to rip us to shreds by taking and spending their money elsewhere. So mm -hmm. from an accountability perspective, we have to earn the, the rights or the privilege to serve our community on a daily basis because in 30, not in 30 seconds, but within 60 days, they could say, thank you, but this doesn't work for me anymore. And mm -hmm. so there's a massive accountability factor in what we do. But ultimately, when you walk into Creative Cubes, there's a very, very special energy. Um, and that's not uh, a kumbaya, let's, let's uh, sort of sit in a circle and hold hands. Like, there is some good positive energy and you feel it the second you walk in. And I think that our special source is recognizing that we are in the people business with amazing real estate, but we're in the people business first. And as a result, you know, people are staying with us two to three times longer than what they would at an, another co-working space, maybe one of the co-working spaces that you've already mentioned. So, mm -hmm. um, stickiness and community and the people um it's probably no different to apple uh, i'm not sure if you're a mac or an iphone user or, or a part of the apple ecosystem but the hardware is pretty mm. but i'm not interacting with the hardware every day i'm interacting with the software you know and so i look at our business very similarly with 
we have beautiful hardware, i.e. nice real estate spaces and places for you to work from. But the walls and the glamour and the art and the, the cool chair uh, wears very thin if there's no real substance there. Yeah. And so that's where our happiness team is. Delivering happiness is sort of like our internal ma- mantra. Um, and, and that's where I think our secret source is or our unique selling proposition is because it's not, it's not replicable. You've, you've gotta, it's gotta be, it's gotta be deep. It's not just something we have a badge on the roof and or on the wall and says, Hey, happiness team. Like it's, it's, it's a mantra and a, and a sort of a bloodline that we, we deliver on, you know, it's, mm. it's hard. It's, it's hard for people to hear that. Like, like you have to come into cubes. You got to gotta see. feel it. You got to exactly, feel it. Man. Yeah. I mean, like as in what I've experienced so far, it's like the amount of kind of how we've just been accepted in, like it's, at a level where you're kind of like, what's the catch? You know what I mean? It's kind of like, that's what it's like. You just be like, I don't normally get this sort of support. So for example, you know, you opening yourself up to do a podcast like this, if it was anyone else, man, you'd have to, because I know what it's like getting like guests on this podcast. Like if, it, if it's someone that's busy and higher up, then it's not easy to get them on because they don't open themselves up to, as in you, one of the first things that you said to us is that, Hey, I'm open here for you. My door's open. If you ever want to come speak to me. So, you know, getting you on this podcast was so easy and I'm just like blown away by that. So. Yeah, man. And, and so, and like, like, where does that come from? Which is probably trying to where you get from. What's the catch? The, the catch is that I was you, mm. you know, 20 years ago wanting to someone to give me a chance to go blue in the face and promise I'll dilute, do this, that, and the other, or give me the business. And I will, I promise to. Um, and so I managed to break through, but a lot of people that were equal or, you know, you know, trying to do the same thing didn't get through. And so I feel like, I feel like I, I didn't get lucky. I worked my ass off. But I, I want to enable success for you, man. Like, I want to see you win. Mm. Um, and if I can play a very small part in enabling that, like, that makes me sleep well at night. That is legacy. That is something that I'm raising two little girls. Yeah. I get stopped in the street. Hey, man, I watched, your, I watched your vlog. Hey, man, I came to your creative cube. Wow. And my daughters, I'm holding their hands. And they're looking, wow, dad, you know everyone. I'm like, no, babe. Like, I have no idea who that person was but I had a positive impact. Mm. I want them to be able to do the same thing. And I can't change the world by myself, but if I lead by example, and if you, by the way, if you want to come in and shit all over my, my spot, like, and do the wrong thing, mm. firstly, it'll be a short experience for you. But secondly, that's on you. I'm not going to retaliate. You know, the fires, firefighters don't fire, fight fire with fire. They fight it with water. And I'm just coming with love because I know what it's, like to be the underdog i know what it's like to be the outcast i know what it's like to cool idea man it'll never fucking work no 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 believe in me because like if i apply myself it will work and i and i and i built a great business historically like a really great business i kind of miss it still but i built a great business and it started with a stupid idea and that thing now blowing up globally and unfortunately or fortunately i've exited from it completely i have nothing to do with it but um, but I got a chance, and so I just want to give that same. I just want to pass that forward. That's all. It's that simple. Yeah, it's so cool, man. No, I'm loving it. It's like um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I I know that in say twelve months time from now, 
like my business is going to be in a completely different level and hands down, I'm going to be able to walk. I'm going to go be able to reflect back and then go, Hey, where did it first start? I would probably say, you know, the birth of Louie really gets a firecrack up your ass, but then it's kind of like that. But then the next milestone was hundred percent jumping into cubes. Cause I know with me personally, the next last month, since I've been going to cubes, I've been doing stuff that I wasn't previously ever doing. And it's simply because, you know, you guys created the opportunity there and the environment for me to do that. And I'm just going for it. And you've kind of fostered that environment and you've, it's like, it's like what I, what's cool about I've found with cubes is knowing you buy a product. It's like they do all the work to get you to buy the product. And then when you bought the products, like I sweet, I'm going to go on to the next sale, but the it's almost like you keep on continuing and like you said is that hey you just want to see us succeed you want to give us the opportunity that you didn't have 20 odd years ago um i just think that's i think it's really cool so just my kind of my last questions here would be around you know got someone here that is uh you know my audience my audience is coaches growing their business and making zero to 200k right they're working from home building their business some of them are still working a job um, some of them are full-time in their business working from home. What do you feel like, cause it, if they're just wanting, like, how do I grow my business? How do I become the person they need to be by them say working at a co-working space? And look, a lot of them listening to this are going to be overseas and won't have access to creative cubes. Exactly. Some of them are going to be in Melbourne. So I'm kind of just going to say in general, you know, a co-working space, but based off how you run cubes, right? Cause I know they're all kind of different, but like, What's how's someone working um, from a say co-working space or leaving their environment from home? How's it going to help them grow and become the person that they need to be? I think there's a couple of things, right? <clears throat> yeah. Um, while I respect the working from home thing, um, and I think it has its place, you, you're not really going to meet your client on your kitchen table, right? Mm. So, like, you just think about that psychologically. Am I going to invite? my ASX listed company that I'm trying to get to become a coach and a, a mentor or advisor to, are they going to come meet me at my space? And the reality is no, right? The, the second part to that is how do I grow my customer base? Because um, co-working is great for you to come do your work, but how many conversations are you going to have over coffee over the, at the cafe or in the kitchen while you're grabbing your, your food out of the fridge, right? And how many people are you going to interact with on a daily basis that you don't get to see? And then I think the third thing is what's really cool about what we do here, Luke, and, and I think it, it's sort of it's universal if, if it's the right space. People come in to tour cubes and they'll show up in, you know, their Converse and their torn jeans and a ripped T-shirt and they're, the, they're, the, they're cool and fashionable and all the rest of it. But when they come back after they've taken a membership, they're dressed up, right? And they're dressed up because the space itself is elevating them. And if they come in wearing that stuff, which by the way, I'm completely dressed like that today. Mm -hmm. But if they come in dressed like that, they're sort of underdressed for the occasion. And so I think psychologically, we're elevating your brand because you're coming in going, all right, doors are opening. I've walked into the space. I've jumped out the elevator, walked into the space. I'm here. The energy is there for you. The hustle is there for you. I saw that girl over there and that guy. I've seen them a couple of times. I'm going to go meet them today. I'm going to go introduce myself. I'm going to learn more about them. 
And it's not about soliciting them because that's a no, that's a that's a, a non-event. But it's like, hey, Luke, if this was the example, I am Toby. How are you? I'm Luke. Nice to meet you. Oh, Luke, tell me about yourself. You'll you'll log that in your brain, and next time an opportunity comes, you'll go over to Luke and say, Hey, Luke, I've got this opportunity. A friend of mine was actually speaking to me. I think you guys get up. And all of a sudden now, hey, Luke looked after me. I'm going to try to look after him. And before you know it, hey, uh, jump on the network. Hey, is anyone in here uh, a lawyer? I need some help. Four lawyers respond, yeah, Luke, I'm actually grabbing a coffee. Do you want to just meet me for a Or I'm over here where XYZ law firm, you can find us in the blue section. And now all of a sudden you've got professionals on site that can sort of troubleshoot you and help you. And before you know it, a day's work is ultimately like two weeks of work at home. Because you're in it, about it, you're elevated, your energy's up, you're, you're crushing through stuff because the person next to you that's doing their own thing in a completely different industry, in a completely different vertical sector, et cetera, um, is elevating you. It's inspiring you to go harder. And that's what Kalanick and Spiegel did for me. Like I was in pet. Those guys, one was trying to disrupt limousines. Right, which ends up being disrupting taxis worldwide. And the other one was trying to sort of like challenge Facebook. And I'm making pet mm-hmm. products. Um, n- none of us were related in our industries, but just being around those guys, sort of like, hey, now, like these guys are doing some killer stuff. Like I kind of want to see myself doing the same sort of thing. And so mm-hmm. I think there's this like inertia and just perpetual motion. It's a flywheel effect and mm-hmm. it's not, it's not one ingredient. It's not a specific desk, a specific space or place, but it's a space and a place that talks to you that you can surround yourself with like-minded people that are all there not to serve themselves, but end up indirectly serving themselves by just giving. Like you put me on this podcast in front of your audience. I didn't ask you to do this, but now mm-hmm. I'm speaking to your, you know, your subscribers and your listeners telling my story. Um, and so, like, I didn't give you a space uh, at pitch night to, you know what I mean? Like, this is just, I'm just giving, you're giving, and it's just working. And the next thing is I'll do this and, and help you there. And not because I have to, but because I just want to see you win. And then you'll feel great and want to say thank you. Or, you know, if you're the right person, you'll want to say thank you. And we just kind of just help and leverage off each other for good, not for bad. Yeah, man. Toby, mate, thanks so much for coming on, man. So um, where should uh, anyone check? I guess, do they check you out? Do they look at Creative Cubes? Yeah, I think Creative Cubes is bigger than me, quite honestly. There's, you know, there's 30-odd staff that like talk and walk the Creative Cubes vibe and energy that they do it 100 times better than me. So creativecubes.co, .co, not .com, .co because co-community, collaboration. Um, or jump on the social channels, LinkedIn, Creative Cubes Co. Um, on Instagram, Creative Cubes Co. Facebook, Creative Cubes Co. You, you can't miss us if you're looking; it'll it'll come up. And please yeah. follow, like, share, join in, reach out. Um, you can reach me on LinkedIn as well. Uh, we've got a pretty pretty uh, loud voice on that channel, so don't be shy. DM me, slide on in, and <laughs> let's get going. Yeah, and we'll chuck all your stuff in the show notes as well, man. Thanks, Davey. Hey there, hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Make sure you click subscribe to stay up to date with podcasts that I release every couple of weeks. And if you've enjoyed the episode, please, I really, really appreciate it if you leave me a review. 
And you can also find me on Instagram at Luke underscore page. <laughs>